Good morning. Welcome to Trainwreck Marriage. I'm Dave Touchton. And I'm Susan Touchton. Okay. Um, today's kind of an odd day. It's not an odd day, but it's going to be... Um, anyway, doesn't really matter. Have you ever felt like in life that everything against you, everything's a crap show, everything's... Um, if it's bad, it can happen. I mean, really, you know, for, for all of us, doesn't matter who you are, you go through those things of, um, number one, you don't understand what I'm going through because we're not going to tell anybody about it, or we're going to tell just a very light version. Um, the other thing is, uh, everybody hides it. Um, especially guys. Guys, guys don't talk about things that are bad going, they're, they're fine. Um, I have to tell you that when a woman says they're fine and a guy says they're fine, odds are both of them are lying um, because there, there are certain things that they don't know what to do with. And so this, this episode, we'll see how far God takes it and, and uh, we may bounce back on this subject another day because I don't know that we can cover all the ground, but we're going to kind of start through it. Um, the last six months in our life has been um, turmoil. Is that a fair statement? But challenging, challenging, to say the least. Yes. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things that it started off in January with me having a high PSA test, um, which indicates I had prostate cancer, um, but couldn't get it all confirmed until February. Um, got it confirmed, oh, February, March, somewhere in that time frame. Yeah, I don't know. And then Susan's sister passed away from COVID in March 16th. And then that's in Arizona. So we had to travel down there. We had to do this. And, you know, in the midst of this, I'm, I'm trying to sort through the cancer thing because it's like, um, you know, in all honesty, the first question I'd answer for myself is, do I want to live or do I not? Um, is the side effects that I'm going to get, is that something that I'm willing to live with? and uh, Or am I better off dying? I mean, uh, that's truly what was going through my head of the debate of what does this look like? Because for a guy, it's very humiliating, some of the side effects and how long they take to heal and what that looks like. And you know, it, it really questioned a lot through it. And then um, ended up having surgery May 26th, um, just coming out of recovery, uh, still with my side effects. Um, so it's, you know, I, I, we can easily say, easily say, poor us. We, we, people don't understand what we're going through. Um <clears throat> I kind of take a little different view on that. Um, for me, it's, God, what are you trying to show me through this? Um, what lesson am I supposed to learn? Um, and, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things to where you you have to, I'm wanting to find the positive out of the negative. And I'm here to tell you, if you're not looking for the answer, you won't find it. It's no different than being negative and being positive. If you're not looking for the positives, you will not find them. 
you will only find negatives because it's very easy to find negatives. So through this whole process, don't get me wrong, there was days that it was poor me, but the bulk of the days was, what am I supposed to learn through this? Um, which honestly is not a real, number one, probably common concept or easy. Well, and I just, you know, we have, first of all, you know, want to apologize because I think it's been three weeks since we've done our last podcast and, um, it's just due to circumstances and us just kind of being in a difficult spot and, you know, but this morning I'm just so grateful for the relationship that over the many, many, many years um, I personally have developed with the Lord. And I don't say that to make myself sound, you know, holier than thou or whatever, but he literally is the only thing that has got us through the last, through, I'll say three months. Um, it has been a difficult journey. Um, and, but you know, and, and like David says, there's days that we are totally and fully relying on him. And there's days that we're mad at him or we don't understand him or we don't get it. And, you know, I personally say, screw it, I'm going to make bad choices, or I'm going to be mad, or I'm going to be angry, or I'm going to be whatever the case may be. But I'm just thankful that he knows all of our emotions, because that's what we base our thought processes off is our emotions. And it's not about, um, necessarily he knows that we're going to feel all these different things his deepest desire i feel like is for us to give everything and surrender it to him you know when we so after david's surgery a week later we got a call from the doctor that the cancer had gone into his lymph nodes and we got that call while we were at lunch with my mom, and I was not on the call with David. He stepped away from the table and took it. And so he just absorbed that information and then um, shared it. And it was just mind-blowing because we didn't really expect that. Um, and so we went all weekend thinking he's got cancer in his lymph nodes. What are we going to do? This is really bad. All these things. And then Monday, we finally got to talk to the doctor because it was a weekend. Um, and the doctor said, no, I've the two lymph nodes that I took that had the cancer in them were closest to the prostate. They are the prostate can part of the prostate cancer. I'm pretty sure I got it all. There were 30 other lymph nodes that I took that came back negative. And my thought is, well, that would have been really good to, information to know on Friday. Amen. Instead of us stressing and worrying and conjuring up all these things in our head through the weekend. Um, but a lot of things for me were learned in that process. One, how important communication is and how we just assume that people know information that we know. But when we communicate with others, I think 
you know, my lesson was it's important to communicate the whole story um, so that they aren't left just stuck in their thoughts. But going back to, you know, emotions drive our attitude, our thinking, our direction for the day. And a long time ago, I wrote down something and it comes from a book and I don't know who wrote it. I don't know what book I found it out of. It is not something that I created, unfortunately. But the question is, will we stand on the shifting tides and endless waves that are our feelings or will we stand on the steady, unchanging word of God by speaking its truth over our lives? And what that says to me is we Um, our emotions are like a shifting tide. You know, if you've ever been to the beach and you're standing on the beach and the tide rolls in, the sand shifts underneath you. That's, that's kind of what we've been going through is the sand coming out from underneath (laughs) our feet when that happens. Um, but we, fortunately, you know, I, and I'm telling you, it's just hard sometimes, but always being in God's word every morning. And sometimes it speaks directly to me. And sometimes I feel like he's silent. But standing on the promises of God is what gets us through. And I know that he has a purpose for our life. And I know that he's shaping and molding us into something great, because that's what his word tells us. But you can't be something beautiful without going through a fire or without being molded or shaped, or configured, or, um, so I'm trusting that at the end of our story, we are going to be something so beautiful that we'll be able to look back and say, oh, okay, it was worth going through the difficult things to get to where we're at. Well, and I think the Christian church in general, and I'm just throwing this out, no specific denomination or church, has has got to the point that very rarely do they preach on suffering, um, you know, and what, what a Christian life looks like. A lot of times it's things will be better, you know, blah, 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 and, and that's, that is true, but that's long-term, and, you know, we, we get so wrapped up in are we sinning? Are we not? We're, we're not focusing on what God's telling us. We're focusing on who, what we're currently doing. And, that, and that's what through the weekend of almost what I felt like was a death sentence. Um, you know, what, what God really revealed to me is to be real. Now, some people would say you're already real. <laughs> Um, um, but what they don't know is the stuff that I don't say, whether it be out of embarrassment, whether I don't want people to think I'm have problems, I'm weak, I'm this, I'm a lot of mental head game, you know, and that, that's what going through the process, process of prostate cancer, which is very survivable if it doesn't spread, um, but it really was one of those things of you need to be real and tell people your story and be raw about it because guys don't talk about that stuff. You know, what's been amazing is I've talked to, I've been fairly transparent with everybody that I've had prostate cancer um, to this point, if you're anywhere near me or close to me. Um, 
the amazing thing is not one person has said, I've had it too. And has come alongside and said, okay, here's, here's what happened to me. And here's what it looks like. Um, all I heard was, um, I could tell that they knew cause when I tell stories, I, you know, some people shake their head in agreement, non intentionally. So I know some of them that's had it, um, because they were agreeing with me when I wasn't talking to them. Um, but, you know, I think these these experiences we go through, whether it be Susan's sister dying, she's the only sibling left, um, and taking care of her mom, whether it be cancer, whether it be what. I mean, when these bad things happen, how does God get the glory or how do you help people if no one ever knows? You know, and that, that's been one thing that aggravated me when we were almost divorced is after we'd been through counseling and kind of got stabilized out, you know, I started talking about it in the church and, and guys would come up to me and kind of off to the side and kind of whisper, well, we've been through the same thing too. Do what? Number one, I thought you had a perfect marriage because when you go to church, everything's wonderful. Second of all, it would have been nice for somebody to come alongside and say, okay, brother, I've been there. You know, and, and that's what I mean by being real, being transparent with your struggles so that other people know they're not alone. And so it's one of those things that, that as we go through this, that's what I mean God revealed to me being, being real was not, I'm, I'm very to the point, that's not what he's wanting when I say he wants me to be real. He wants me to reveal the struggles and what he's done through it and what I've learned with other people so that they can see that God can move through bad situations. And so, you know, I, I think it's one of those things that for me, um, you know, I, I can't control whether I get cancer or not. That That is not something I can control. Um, but I can be vocal and what I know God will do is put someone in my path that just got diagnosed with prostate cancer that needs someone to walk beside them to say, let me tell you my story. And that's, that's where I think sometimes we get wrapped up in ourselves and let's look at what everybody else is doing and well, they're sinning and they're doing this and they really need to clean up their lives. Um, but God does not call us to judge them and we're really good at it. He comes light, wants us to show him grace and mercy, but the problem is to show him grace and mercy. You have to communicate where, where you've been. Yeah. And I, you know, I think, um, our, I, I believe and you know, to a certain point is our purpose um, for God creating us is to is about relationships. You know, we get so caught up in the day to day stuff of making money and buying stuff and work and all the things that we cause um, ourselves to stress over. Getting the kids in every activity so that they look good or so that you look good or whatever your reason behind that might be but 
you know, what I have found is we cause a lot of our own stress by taking on things that one, God really never wanted us to take on um, to, you know, trying to make a name for ourselves so that everybody is impressed or, um, you know, we matter to the world, whatever that means, instead of really just um, focusing on relationships with other people and loving on them and loving um, them to a relationship with Christ. Because let's face it, this is not going to be an earth-shattering statement. We know that we live in a very broken world and that it is becoming worse and worse by the day. But my opinion, the reason that we the world is so broken and the reason that there's people that are going into schools and shooting them up and disease and death and turmoil and wars is because Jesus has been taken out of the schools. Jesus has been taken out of the world. We've allowed people to live however they want to live. And then we wonder why our world is in such a turmoil. It's because we've taken Jesus out of the picture. And so our our goal, our desire is to point people back to Christ. And by sharing our mess, by sharing our struggles, by sharing our difficulties, I feel like we can relate. You know, there's a lot of people that are going through the same thing that we are. There's a lot of Christian people that are going through the same thing we are. There's a lot of Christian marriages that are suffering, but nobody will say anything because they're afraid of being judged. And instead of other Christians coming alongside of them and loving them, they're pushing them away because they really don't want to have to deal with their mess. And it's really not their mess to deal with. They just need a sanding board. They need somebody to come alongside them and love them and and show them um, the love of Jesus. They don't need to be judged. They know what they're doing is wrong. They know what they're doing is difficult. Um, they know they need to turn to Jesus. They know that, you know, when David and I found out that it was in his lymph nodes, our first, both of our reactions were separately. We didn't, David shared it with me, but I didn't share it with him is, I don't need somebody to tell me that it's going to be okay. I don't need somebody to tell me that God's got this and he's in control. I know that. I need somebody to come alongside of me and just listen to me. I need somebody to come alongside of me and just let me scream, cry, vent, whatever, and not judge me in it. Because I know that Jesus loves me. And I know that his word is true. And I know that he will see us through this. But at the time of the diagnosis, at the time of the bad news, at the time of your spouse leaving you, at the time that your children go wayward and make bad decisions, you don't need somebody telling you that it's going to be okay. Because at the time, it's not going to be okay. When my brother died, somebody came, the first thing somebody told me was, it's going to get easier. Okay, I don't want to hear that. Because at the time, I couldn't see that it was going to get easier. I'm not saying they were wrong. I'm not saying that I didn't need to hear it. But we just need people to love us, you know, and that's what Christ is calling us to do. Don't judge people. Just 
love them where they're at. Well, and I think of two things, and and I agree with what Susan said, is, you know, in Revelations, um, you know, it, it says, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. And, and I don't like one-liners, but that's a one-liner I use because, you know, if you're not willing to share what you're going through, which is your testimony and what God's doing, then that's a problem. And, and I'm old. I had a guy say this, and and uh, it, it really kind of sticks with me of, you know, when it comes to judging, and, and there's, there's I, I'm, old, I'm not even going to qualify that. You all know what I'm talking about. But it's kind of like um, the woman that all the leaders brought that they were going to stone her, and Jesus draws something in the sand, or in, in, and no one really knows what it says, but his words were, you without sin cast the first stone. And everybody walked mm-hmm. away. You know, he had the perfect opportunity to jump on the bandwagon with her, against her. But, you know, I think as Christians, we miss that. We pick out the judging part so we don't have to talk about ourselves. And I think we get to the point to where, you know, it makes us feel better when we can point out where everybody else is sinning. It justifies where we're at. And the problem is a lot of the things we're calling sin are not biblical. Hmm. And my suggestion is research it. If you're told something's a sin, research it and find out if it's true. Because what you're going to find out is some of it's not true. Some of it is denominational beliefs. That is not biblical. And so, you know, as as I go through this, it's, you know, with my testimony, um, God's giving me more empathy for people, which I had none of before. Um, mercy and grace, willing to walk beside them through a tough road and try to encourage them. Um, like Susan said, I vented this morning. I vented a whole bunch. Um, I did not need her to say anything. And she didn't. She sat there for 20 minutes and let me just ramble what was in my head. And, uh, you know, at, at the end, I said, what's your thoughts? And she said, well, the only thing I'm willing to share is we're talking about the past and the future that we don't. The past, we can't do anything about. The future, we don't know is really going to happen. How about we talk about today? You know, and that's that's really what Susan's point is, is if you want to be a good spouse or a good friend, shut up. They don't need advice. Right. They don't need to know what, well, you really need to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, what they need is for you just to sit there and listen and not say a word. You don't have to agree with them. It doesn't mean they're right. Um, but it helps clear their head. Well, and we've we've hit on this same thing several times in our podcast. It's so important to get what is in your head or and your heart out by just venting. It was by the grace of God that I didn't say anything this morning. <laughs> Honestly, praise the Lord that he kept my mouth shut. Um because the healing 
comes from getting it out of your body. So when somebody is walking through a difficult time, they just need somebody to listen so that they can get it out of their head, out of their, you know, heart. And they, like like David said, we don't need need an opinion. We don't need you to fix it. We just need to be able to get it out. There is healing when you get out of your head, get out of your heart, and then let God do what he does. Well, and I'm going to interject just real quick. It allows you to hear God. For me, when my head is so full, I can't hear God because of all the thoughts. So when I vented this morning, some of it's not true, and and that's irrelevant whether it's true, right, or wrong, but it allowed me to make room for God. Well, and there's the last two days, um, God has really laid on my heart to just... To first of all, surrender the day to him. I cannot control what is going to happen in this day. I know what I need to get done and I know what needs to happen, but I can't control any of the outcomes. So, Lord, I surrender it to you and trust that you've got it. I can't change the past. I can't change what's already happened. Um, I can't change what's going to happen. So I'm trying to focus on today. I know that after the podcast, I'm going to get a phone call. I know I'm going to go to the office. I know that I have to be on a Zoom call at one. I know that I'm going to, uh, that I have to take a medical alert to somebody this afternoon. I know that we're probably going to go to dinner with my mom. All of, and any of that could change in a snap of a finger and just being okay with that. But I know these are the things that are going to happen. So I'm still planning somewhat, but I can't control anything that happens in between this point and the time I go to bed. I just have to walk in faith that God has it and he's going to get me through each step. And then it's either going to be a good day at the end of the day, or it's going to be a challenging day at the end. I can't control that. So just focus on today, one step at a time. That's how I'm getting through my next few days. Well, and I think, you know, I, and I agree completely with what Susan's saying. And, you know, it's one of those things of in the midst of that, try to find the positive. You know, the the day's going to be good, better, and different. What I've learned over the last 10 years or however long it's been, 11 years, um, what I've learned is the situations are always there. Always. So it's not not the situation that's the problem. It's how we react to it and what we think. That That's very commonly said, and it's very true. Of I can look at this as horrible, the end of the world, it's bad, it's going to be horrible. And I think you can apply it to where our country is right now and yeah. all this stuff and get so focused on the negative that you miss what God's doing. You 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 discount, yeah, I got blessed here, but, and you have 45 things that 
have went bad. Prices went up. I don't have this. I need this. I don't. And, and so I, I just want to encourage you that if you, if you can't find the positive in the situation, it's because you're not looking. Mm-hmm. And, and it's same way with the cancer diagnosis or the bad news we got on Friday. It really was a crippling event mentally. And, uh, but afterwards I can show you the positive in it. I can show you what God revealed to me. I can show you the changes that are going to happen by someone not being able to communicate a doctor. Mm. And, and so, you know, um, you really have to reflect back on any bad situation, but you have to ask God, what are you trying to show me through this? Cause the situation is going to be there again. People are going to die in our lives. Mm. They're going to die unexpectedly. Mm. They're going to die when they're sick. You know, more people are going to end up with cancer. There's going to be blah, blah, blah. It's always there. Yes. So are you going to go through it and say, poor me? Mm. Or are you going to say, hmm, okay, God, are you trying to show me something in this horrible, horrible time emotionally? Um, one of the things is you got to remember we're all terminal. Mm. There's no one on the earth that's not terminal. We're all going to die. So with, with that being said, um, none of us want to go early. None of us want to go quickly. We all want to live forever, but we're not going to. So it's really one of those things of, are you going to be miserable and negative the rest of your life? A poor me and the victim and the negative side and this, or are you going to say, you know, I think there's something to learn. Well, and it just might, you know, only because I've really, you know, questioned God as to why we're going through all this. Why is it so difficult? Life's not supposed to do the, you know, be this difficult. You said that you have a way for us. You said that, um, you know, your promises in the word are not lining up to what my expectation is. First of all, it's my expectation, not yes. what was promised. And secondly, it's nowhere in the Bible does he say life is going to be easy. And um, so I think everything that we go through is a growth mold mo- mode. And um, again, he's molding us and shaping us to be beautiful for his glory when we all go home. If whenever he calls us, um, I don't know really what that means or look like looks like, but I'm just trusting it. I'm trusting it that what we are going through is not for naught. There's a purpose and a reason. Um, if it's to help other people, then so be it. If it's to be molded and shaped into who he wants us to be and who we will be in glory then so be it. But the beauty of it is, is when we do get to heaven and when we do get to our eternal destination, we will not have to deal with any of this anymore. And if we can keep an eternity um, mindset, which trust me, is not an easy task. But if you just remember that this life is a journey to the other side where there will be no tears, where there will be no suffering, where there will be no sickness. 
then just know that's coming. The journey's difficult. The journey's hard. But it's making you into who he wants you to be. And as a final thought, as we wrap this up, um, you know, that's why your testimony is so critical. Because of everything Susan said, you have two choices. Either help other people or live it alone. Mm. Um, And, you know, the only way you get refined Mm. is by heating it up. Yep, going through the fire. So, you know, we want to leave you as an encouragement that you're not the only one going through crap this week or this month or this year. Um, You you know, everybody has their own baggage, but the more you start talking about it, the more you can help other people and make them realize that they're not alone. Hey, we love you guys. Please share this podcast and uh, we'll... Hopefully, we should talk to you next week. Yes. Have a great week.